Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, or should I say Buenos Dias? Hey, hey. That's Spanish, Steve. Yeah, I learned a little bit. Uh, un poquito, and I don't even know if that's right. I usually threw like words, like English words in there and added O at the end. I know. I'm that American. I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. Because <laughs> well, I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh. So good. No, you're supposed to say, uh, you, I say so cool. It's not so good. It's long for you. Well, I, you said, uh, so it threw me off. Yeah, I'm saying, uh, for you. I'm, I'm directing you. I'm trying. Well, I don't like I'm being directed. I'm waiting for that, uh, still. I get resistant. I'm still waiting for the, uh, I need it. All right. It's a power move. I know. Say it. I say pulled it. it. Say it. Say, uh. Say, uh. Say, uh. uh so, uh. Yes. Thanks, Steve. I loved hearing that. Uh, I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right. So cool. Well, welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond. What, what? Batman and Beyond. What, what? A Cool Boys podcast. What, what? We've been off rusty? the air for a little while, so I'd like to address that right off little the bat. A little rusty? A little rusty? Yeah, I'm very rusty. I'm sorry, Steve. Well, yeah, because I've been uh, um, – Away in a, in, a, in a foreign land. I won't really. I don't want to get too much into the name of the country. It begins with. A <laughs> it's about all you need to know. Uh, we'll call it Valverde. And uh, I've been uh, um, essentially away. And I thought I was gonna have access to Wi-Fi down there, um, but I wasn't allowed to have access to Wi-Fi down there, huh. unfortunately. So we weren't able to do any uh, episode recording. And uh, what is that? I, uh, that mean exactly allowed it's just mostly security issues things like that yeah. that's all uh-huh and the, I, trust I mean, issues yeah uh the family down there just really you know they like to keep everything in check and it's you know kind of strict rules all that kind of stuff hmm. yeah so you know you know no, no wi-fi no access to uh uh media news anything like that no tvs well, it was interesting. It was almost like a like a like a getaway where you got to like kind of you you spent money to go pretend to be like a third world um, you know a laborer and work in fields and stuff like that. It was kind of crazy. It was nice. Well, you really fucked over our audience. So. I'm sorry. You know, people were looking for more episodes, and oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I had you to, to think about I had work. Our people. Well, I had. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be about a week's worth of work down there, and uh-huh. I I didn't earn the credits apparently needed. Credits? To it, you went MIA, it was, my friend. Like I didn't hear was, anything. Well, I had from no you. way of reaching out to anybody. I had you no know, phone. I had nothing. This was this was and the only crazy. way to like. I thought you were it dead. Was, and so you know. I, okay, so it was credits. You had to, you had to, you had to work hard every day to earn credits, and then the credits allowed you to pay for things like food that day. Where you, so you're able to get like maybe a piece of bread or like you know a tortilla or something along those lines or some beans or some rice like, and then if you earned enough credits, you were able to maybe get a flight 
home. The thing was to be able to earn enough credits to get a flight home, you had to stop eating for like a few days to like save up credits because you would use up most of your credits by the end of the day on your meals. And um, some people who worked really, really hard and there were ways you can, you know, wink, wink, work harder. Um, they actually were able to get special rooms inside the house, which was kind of cool. But I didn't, uh, I never was able to do that job and uh, I wasn't allowed to do the wink, wink. So I had to, uh, I'm sure you could have found somebody else. to wink, wink with. Uh, and it's kind of a really rough masculine <laughs> world down there, Steve. I was actually kind of out of my element, to be honest. Oh, really? Well, anyways, yeah. you know, I feel like we should try to talk about this off air. And, yeah, know. I would rather not talk about this on air. But, yeah, so the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and I was unable to record episodes down there. And well, I missed I missed my Batman, that's for sure. I I missed you, and I was concerned. I missed you, too, I mean. I missed you, too. And I think our fans were concerned by the numerous emails of what the hell yeah, is happening? Yeah, there were a couple. Yeah, was, yeah, everything's fine. I'm back up here, and everything's safe and nothing to worry about. No, no, no issues. Just uh, it was a, it was kind of like just treated like a like a retreat. It was a wonderful retreat that I um, came back home from. Thank God. Well, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Uh, it's, it's just part of your sobriety. <laughs> Yes, pro- yes, absolutely. All right. It's definitely part of my surprise. All right, let's get going. Okay, well. Tonight's episode is The Demon's Quest, part one. Woo-woo! Directed by Kevin Altieri and written by Denny O'Neill. Yeah. This episode aired May 3rd, 1993, and this week's villain is Raz Al Ghul, it's or not, Raish Al Ghul. Now it's, like, definitive. Like, we were, you were arguing at this earlier, you know. I've always series. known it's Raish in this show, and it's Raz in, in, in the movie uh, Batman Begins, and uh, I think the Dark Knight Rises when they refer to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because they well, we're even watching say this Batman goddamn Begins. show, so that's what you. Yeah, but in Batman from. Begins, who the fuck cares Batman about Begins Batman little... Begins? I this care about Batman Begins. Batman the animated series, which was what they stole from. What I'm saying is, I don't fucking care, man. It's Ra's al Ghul, and that's where you. Raish. That's where you go with. That's what you go with. It's true. It's true. It's what. You, it's what we're gonna go with this time and every time, Steve. I say, Roz, I want you to hit my hands with the yardstick, okay? I want to do more than that. Are you going to fuck me in the <laughs> ass? What are you doing? What's going to happen? Steve, I, I honestly, I've, I've, I don't need any more um, uh, physical abuse, so I'm okay. Well, I'm telling you, so I don't have to do it. Yeah. Yay. All right. Wikipedia says, when Robin is mysteriously abducted from his college campus, Batman begins oh, a fruitless search. I did have one note. On this one, you're just gonna dive in. Well, you. I'm you Rusty. Mentioned Dennis O'Neill. I'm Rusty. You mentioned Dennis O'Neill, and he wrote the comic book. I said this. Denny O'Neill is what I actually said. What? I said Denny O'Neill. Oh uh, well, I think it's Dennis, isn't it? I think Denny is what his friends call. Oh, uh, okay. And you're obviously not a friend. So I'm obviously a friend. I thought you know. So I'm pretty sure this is based off of. Uh, I think Dennis O'Neill was the was the writer who originally introduced Ray Shaw Ghoul. 
into uh, you might be right the comic you book. might be right you might be wrong but you might be right I think the Wikipedia might tell us in a second too we'll see oh so I'd rather say that Batman the, begins a fruitless search until he's astounded by the sudden appearance in the Batcave of Raish al Ghul Raish quickly reveals that his daughter Talia has been abducted under circumstances similar Is it to Robin's yeah. <laughs> Robin's circumstances similar to Robin's suggesting that the same people are responsible so begins an uneasy truce between Batman and the demon except they refer to him as the demon's head don't they not the demon they don't refer to him as the demon in the show yeah I don't think so Interesting. Well, Wikipedia, way to go. You did it. You did us wrong again. Steve, there's a note here. This is a direct adaptation of Daughter of the Demon from Batman number 232, June 1971, and The Demon Lives Again, Batman number 244, September 1972, both by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. There we go. They are famous for introducing one of Batman's deadlier foes, Rachel Ghoul father of Telia. And Dennis O'Neill has written a few other episodes of this uh, series, I believe. I think you're right, yeah. I, I, they, I mean, just like Len Wein. I mean, they, they do pull, you know, from um, great, yeah. great sources. That's com- awesome. And, like, actual comic writers. And this and one like is? That. Oh, so uh, Len Wein also uh, did the story on this one. Nope. He did the story for part two only. He did the teleplay and the story for part two, but he did not. he was not involved in part one. So good. So cool. I was excited by this episode just in the fact that uh, it started off without a title card. Yeah, a cold open. A 90-second cold open that involves Robin's kidnapping. Yeah, you know, I guess that could be the first act, but uh, this is more like a little little tease. But I, This is a prologue, yeah. if anything. I, yeah, this is not the first act. This is the prologue. Just, and the then, first act is just so jam-packed. It's just like uh, so – of this uh-huh. episode? Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. That's why amazing. I was saying that maybe this could be considered the first part. Yeah, I guess the first act. No, no. This is this would still structurally, regardless, yeah. be referred to as the prologue or the cold open. But um, it, it just being Robin's kidnapping is so cinematic. They have never done anything like this in 60 episodes. This is the first time anything like this. They've had, they've had animated title cards before with the Laughing Fish and Heart of Ice. Uh-huh. But this is the very first time we have essentially a cold open that leads to like a swelling musical score that cuts to an opening title card of the Demon's Quest, right? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, they're excited. This is the third animated title card we've ever had. So this is clearly the, you know, as we mentioned before, this is the beginning of the end for the beautiful painted artistic work of the original title cards of Batman. Mm. But this one is almost not a animated title card. We only know it is animated because as the shot fades away from the font, then the cave bridge, the back caves bridge, uh, um, very astute. And so it could be, you know, but, it could have been quote unquote painted, but it isn't. Yeah, you know, it does start off. It's just like the animation is just like so on par in this episode, I guess. So it's it, with Robin climbing up the the yeah. uh, dormitory and the rain and everything all the blacks yeah the black on yeah black. all that black space they didn't even animate oh that's um that's amazing yeah they didn't they just left that that's just that's just paper they just did not color in it's fucking great but yep yeah, so i like how yeah. it just you know does the quick title card and then jumps to like a few days later batman is a nervous father hasn't heard from robin 
for yeah, two days. Yeah, but what's important here, Steve, is when Batman gets back, Alfred's all like, hey, I've been sitting on this letter <laughs> for like a few hours. Here you go. And then, of course, as soon as like Batman opens the letter, it's like a ransom well, note. Read to, his like, mail. I mean, if you're his butler, of course you read his fucking mail. I don't think so. I don't, he has privacy. Have you not seen The Dark Knight? McCain, Michael McCain, Michael McCain, Michael Caine opens up Bruce's mail from you know uh, from once Katie, again, uh, Katie you're, Holmes you're, or not Katie you're Holmes. Going Rachel, off of these. Rachel Dratch, whatever her name is. Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, right? And Rachel, her name's just Rachel. And and he like and he like reads it. And he's like, oh, Bruce, this you shouldn't read this. This is actually not good for you. We'll put that away for another day. Yeah, that's what a butler and should do. And they call Rache Raz, so you have no no. Uh... I I have an issue here also. I feel like Alfred was maybe sitting <laughs> on that letter for like three days and just remembered that he oh. had it and it was like, oh yeah, I had these for a few hours. Sorry. <laughs> It's only been like literally since Robin went missing that this letter showed up, and I haven't. I given think it to that you. they just like uh, Rachel Gold just hand delivered it to Alfred, and then it stood in the shadows. That's that's how. It yeah, was. yeah. Like, Here's this letter, and then he just like walked away. And Alfred. Do you think Rache put on a little courier cap and it was like you know <laughs> telegram, sir? <laughs> like they opened uh-huh, the door. Or he had his uh, manservant do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Come out with a little hat, handed it. So Ubu's a dick. So would Ubu just immediately like shove Alfred over and like so the Alfred like broke his jaw against the wooden oak door or whatever the fuck? Well, that's only if you try to walk in front of Ray. Walk in front of yeah. him. Yeah, I love how they set that up. And if you watch the episode oh, back, yeah. it's true for every circumstance except the one that tips off Batman, which we can get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Ray Shal Ghul shows up the demon's head, right? Voiced by David Warner, amazing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Secret of the Ooze. Mm-hmm. Um. He, he he shows up and the, and he's all like, "Hey, it happened the same night as my daughter got kidnapped. Here's a photo of my daughter and Robin, which looks like really like a sexy pose. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. It's like they, they like position them in spooning position. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's getting Batman a little upset. Like, what's going on there? Uh, honestly, I am sure that they're like 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 major crimes units and like special victims units right now that could be listening to this and going." Actually, most of the time they are positioned in sexual poses. Well, sorry, we don't know that. You okay? say it. we don't you, know you that. Tell it, Mike. But I want to point out is that while looking at this black and white photo, Batman's all like, "I know exactly where they are. See this rope? This is Calcutta rope." <laughs> he can tell from the fucking photo that's black and white that this is Calcutta yeah, rope. Yeah, for sure. This is rope. That is has been designed in by by twine only grown in Calcutta. I thought that was amazing. Well, he's the greatest world's greatest detective. That's what he is. He like, is. He is. He absolutely Ray is. Ray Shagul was like, "What? Oh yeah, this guy. This guy can fuck my daughter." <laughs> yeah, really. Ray kidnapped these people himself, and he doesn't even know where the rope comes <laughs> from. And he's just like, he was like blown away. He's like, "Well, it is Calcutta rope." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are. I was just going to say, look at something in the background. So they go to Calcutta. Yeah, but look at the pimp goblet that Raish <laughs> yeah. has got in his hand right now. What is this giant-ass fucking... This is like the holy, this like, This is totally uh, like grail. a uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones type of episode where they're just you know, sending him across... You have chosen across, uh, wisely. The, you know, the world to go on this wild goose chase. But the power of the grail must not pass the seal. Yeah, so I can talk. You can always talk over me, but I can't talk over you. 
No, I'm just doing Last Crusade audio bites. Uh, <laughs> That's right. No one talks I over know. me. So, yeah, we have locators for Calcutta. We just also had a locator for Malaysia. And I just want to say the Malaysian fucking locator is so awesome because it is – the Calcutta and Malaysian locators in general are cinematic. Just by the by 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 nature uh-huh. and their involvement in the in this story, they're so cinematic. It's like, look, we're globe trotting, mm-hmm. but it's when you add Shirley Walker's fucking score, and, like with those musical cues that hit with those locators, makes this feel even more like uh, epic and filmic, and it's insane. Like you're just watching this cartoon that is only about nine minutes, ten minutes into the episode, and you're fully immersed. And what would be like thirty minutes of movie at this point if you were watching this as a film? For sure, I was gonna say, and you know, they had like a good hint too earlier on when uh, Batman's getting attacked by the ninjas or whatever in Calcutta, and uh, Rachel yeah. Ghoul like sta- goes to the back and like kind of stands in the yeah, shadows. Yeah, goes to the shadows like the emperor. And his yeah, eyes he's bulge <laughs> like he's like yeah. getting off on watching Batman fight mm-hmm. these uh, ninjas. Mm-hmm definitely you know a hit that he's aware of what's going on it's very it's very palpatine in the clone oh, wars yeah, for sure. even though clone wars came after this so maybe they took some kind you of could, referencing from that yeah you know you could read it either way if you're first watching it like oh is he just excited to watch batman fight or like is he excited for it you know for m- more reasons so when I was 11 seeing this episode, I had never heard of Roz or Raish. I never heard of uh-huh. them. I had not read many Batman comics by the age of 11. I mean, I had read the basic ones and the ones I was reading because everyone in high school – not high school, excuse me. I was 11 years old. I was in high school uh, because everyone in school was reading those. You know, uh, and so I read those ones. But I didn't read, like, necessarily, like, these ones from, like, 1970 fucking 2 or whatever the fuck uh-huh. it was, right? Like, For sure. 1971 and 1972, like – like that's that's that was way too old of a comic for me to read when I was eleven. So like I had no clue who this guy was, and when I saw him do things like sink into the shadows, it had me spinning my wheels in my head like, oh fuck, this guy who sounds good, right? David Warner sounds like a good guy. He sounds like a nice professor kind of guy, someone you can trust. Uh-huh. And then he's like doing like kind of this shady shit only in a few moments. Other than that, he's kind of like a cool best friend of Batman's on this trip. And I thought it was just. Watching it back this time and just seeing how they – how well – like there have been so many times where we joke about like going back and, and, and rewatching the detective moments and being like, oh, that's not really much of a detective moment or there's a lot of leeway there. But other than like maybe the Calcutta rope in this episode, they really show you the detective moments. Uh-huh. Like more so than that Count Vertigo episode off balance where they kind of do things. And you and I actually would argue over like what they were showing if it was technically – bad animation or if it was really clever you know notes towards hints towards to the audience of these guys were working for talia or whatever uh-huh. but um it's this episode that like you really kind of i i i guess you feel like it, they earned it they really earned it at this point i agree like the twist is fully earned by oh me. this is great storytelling is it you know and, and on top of that it's on the you know four o'clock Kids Hour of uh, yeah. television that uh, is yeah. playing back to back. It's playing yeah, like right after Tiny Toons and like just or right after Animaniacs and just before Power uh-huh. Rangers, like something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do remember. I actually visually remember standing behind the couch and standing for maybe about ten to fifteen minutes and watching this episode 
just play out. Like, maybe one whole... It may, it may have been this first segment of Batman, because this first segment was so fucking paced well that you just could not take your eyes from it. That, like, I, I remember, like, standing there and not sitting down, just mesmerized by the plot. I loved the pit, the last, like, the first time being introduced to this idea of, like, a someone being able to use a pit to be reborn and, you know, come back and say, yeah. I thought it was a really cool idea. I had never heard of that either. It just was like, this is so yeah, cool. Yeah, and it's so yeah. fantasy. It's like very fantasy. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like it take it's very it takes away from that sci-fi. And the other thing I thought was interesting, Steve, that I liked about this was that in that jeep ride in Malaysia, um, Roz, excuse me, Raish is upselling Batman the whole time about his evil scheme before he eventually like gets there and full on monologues it to Batman. Uh-huh. He's like kind of sell, uh, like selling him. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be great, wink, wink, if like I don't know. If Earth could take over itself mm-hmm. again and maybe a couple of the population went missing. You know, just saying. Don't want to go too far with that. Just saying. Like, just what would you think? Like, you know, just as a thesis. Let's just go mm-hmm. there. He's like, have you seen Infinity War? You know, I kind of like that Thanos guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, Infinity, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline would have been released by now. <laughs> so, they, they could, yeah, they keep, Batman could have brought the Infinity Gauntlet, like, whole omnibus with them to, uh, with, with Raish. Mm. So as we get into uh, Act 2, we literally have an, a cliffhanger act break with a panther, a leopard panther. Uh-huh. That, and Steve, what happens? He uh, uses his cape. <laughs> oh, you mean habits? For the... He just jumps out of the way. I thought he jumps out of the way. No, the first thing you see when he comes back... So when you go to break, it's a leopard... Panther, excuse me, jumping onto Batman. And then when it cuts back from break, it just slashes at him and scratches him a little bit or something uh, like that. <laughs> and so it was like the weirdest, like, that's the moment you made the cut, like, just in midair for no reason. It didn't play out right. But, yeah, he gets him eventually and, like, isolates him. I love when Batman fights cats. I, I love the characters that are fighting Batman when Batman comes to rescue Robin. They are literally look like Batman mm-hmm. with, like, Fu Manchu uh, mustaches on. They do, and to get there, it's like this crazy uncharted, oh, it's like awesome. whole set piece, it's a great set where piece. he like jumps out of a plane, a rocket launcher yeah. takes out the uh, the helicopter or whatever, then he like lands into the wreckage, has to take out some like gunmen, hikes through the <laughs> fucking snow, like just like Nathan Drake, you know, and then like eventually finds his way into the cave where Robin is like surrounded by shadows and like yeah, these more and more ninjas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great, and it's so cinematic too. Like you just, you're just immediately following Batman along. You're like, yeah, where are we going? Where's this adventure going? Let's get, let's get Robin, in that Talia. Mm. And then the big reveal. The, the demon is Raish. So we have Talia now in the episode. Uh-huh. She's sexy she's all as fuck. Like, wants to bang Batman like pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Dude. So we're in Act 3. She shows up. She flicks her hair at both Batman and Robin. And both Batman and Robin both flinch. They're both like – but they flinch from their crotches. They're like, whoa. It's like Wayne and Garth like doing the swing. It's the weirdest animation. I don't understand it. And then and then Batman's like, let's get out of here, Robin. And Robin says something along the lines of like, uh, well, if you say so, though, it was just starting to get interesting. Yeah, like – like, maybe we both can marry Talia? He's, he's pretty dumbfounded by, like, what's going on. He's like, who are these people? What You know these people? 
Well, Talia is also like incredibly <laughs> sexy and way too like scantily dressed for this like the scenario. I know she's, in. she's wearing she's like, in, a like Nepal. Yeah, the she's in snowy Nepal right now, <laughs> and she's just in a cave. Everyone else is dressed head to toe, Steve, <laughs> and she's like wearing like a dress with slits on both sides, <laughs> full midriff exposure, and like a bra. With a huge Power Girl circle cut out, like in the middle. <laughs> By the way, why does Power Girl have that circle cut out? I do not understand it. I don't know. It's talked about in some comic where it's like, I think she says, it's like, it's either something along the lines of it's a distraction <laughs> or it's like, um, like kind of like Batman or if I'm not mistaken, or if it's something like more like, why not? Why can't I do it? I'm a woman and I should be able to flaunt what uh-huh. I want or something Written like that. Written by some It just sounds writer. like a guy. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a male writer. Like, why not? Why can't I have fucking huge ass and a thong on as a superhero? (laughs) Why not? Why not? It's empowering. It's empowering to show my titties. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, this is this is truly like an an infatuating episode. Oh, it's great. Um, And I love how it comes to a point where just race drops to the ground. And like they just, this is where they drop the bomb on you about Lazarus Pits. They keep hinting at it because they're like saying how old he is. For sure, and he's been like copying this whole time. So it's like, Super why sick. do they have to wait for so long? But I, 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 I loved it. I thought this was a great ending to this episode. I remember being excited to see what happened in the next. episode. You know what's weird though? It's just doesn't. I don't detract from the episode, but what's weird is Ubu is so absent when it comes to like dropping Raish into the pit. It's kind of like you think that like Ubu's been so careful about race this whole episode. Too, but he's like trying trying to choose Batman to be his successor, so maybe this is all part of his ploy. Like he instructed Ubu to you know let oh Batman yeah that's for sure maybe because yeah. he's the one that's doing the chain or whatever pumping the yeah he's like do, he's running the crank yeah. well yeah because they have to he's the, he's the strong man he's the only one that's gonna be able to mm-hmm. do that. I do like that uh, Robin at no point expresses any like issue. That this might kill Raish at any point. But as soon as Raish is submerged, maybe a second or two goes by and Robin immediately goes, We killed him! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you're like, wait, it's like a second went by, Robin. Chill the fuck I out. I love the graphic. We have no idea what happened. When he comes back, it's total, total demon. Dude, when he, oh man, when Raish lazes yeah. out, like, that's fucking insane. His lazing out... And, like, just grabbing his daughter and, like, holding her over the cliff and, like, shaking her. Like, I'm going to fucking throw her in. And we haven't had it set up yet, I think, in this episode that if you're thrown in the pit fully with, with full of life, you that's not that's mentioned next yeah. week. So in next week's episode, we'll, we'll hear that. I think he said, but like, that's as not said in this one. like, you'll die. Isn't that, like, what Ubu says or something? No, I don't think Ubu has a chance to say anything at this end. Yeah, if you, Ubu says that at the very beginning of next week's episode, but he does not say it during this episode at all. The only thing he does is, is Raish lifts her up, Batman uh, Batman charges yeah, he's in, laughing. he kicks Batman over, and then it just ends on him laughing. It kind of looks like the Joker. That's about it. He does. Well, it's very similar, very similar uh, animation for sure. And yeah, that's that. And that to be continued. It's like fucking, wow, yeah, you got me. I will be there next week. 4 p.m. Channel two. Absolutely. This was definitely to me the one of the best two-part episodes uh, that they've done. Yes, yes. So, um, this is five out of five boys for me. Oh, for sure. It's five out of five for me as well. And I don't need to explain any further, literally why, but I'll explain why I I like it from a perspective that you've provided 
uh, over the course of this series. We've talked about all these shows. So one of Steve's biggest problems with part ones and part twos, one of the episodes falls flat usually. If, 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 if it's a really good two-parter, one of those episodes for Steve usually falls <laughs> flat, and it's because they have, less, they have less needed material and they have too much time to fill. And so this is the first time that I definitely felt that this was like just like jam packed. Oh, for sure. There was no weakness in in the narrative. There was no downtime. Yeah, they didn't pad it out to make to you know make it into two episodes. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, you know this this was a great episode, and then uh, just the way it was written and the direction it, it felt like you're like you've said before like you were, we were watching a movie and i think that's just it just also comes with experience this is like the 60 what was it 61st episode this is the this is the 60th, 60th episode. episode you know so that that's yeah. a lot of episodes for them to be you know working on so th- this is obviously you know them kind of perfecting their their art i think on this Mm-hmm, this is a, sure. a high mark. Yes, absolutely. And I think it, it is for a lot of people who grew up on this show. I think most people felt like this episode was maybe the changing point for them. Um, if not, if if not, at least like I, here's the thing. What I I have a question for you, Steve. Uh, Which episode or two parter do you prefer, Robin's Reckoning, right? Yeah. The one that actually won the Emmy. It's a good one. Or the demon's quest and i think maybe we can answer this next week actually if you really want to but unless you have an answer when you want to give right now you know it th- that those that would be the only other two-parter that i'm like super uh in lo- love with i i also i guess like feet of clay i think that that's also a really good two-parter episode yeah but i thought you even said that feet of clay had yeah, like stalling it, moments for in sure, part two. It felt more padded out I, w- I would say in terms yeah. of storytelling i think that demon's quest would be uh, my favorite watching it now, but when I was a what what I remember most of the series, I think is Robin's Reckoning as one of the episodes that like had an impact on me as like a kid. So, so as a kid, I, I it was for me it was the Demon's Quest. I loved Robin's Reckoning. I mean that was very influential for me as as what I considered the Batman animated series. Um, it made me want every episode to have Robin in it. Uh-huh. Honestly. Um, as as eleven year old baby boy Ballard, but uh, Demon's Quest was so major for me. I, it was game changing for me. It was like, oh, fuck! This is smart writing. This is globe trotting. This is massive action set pieces, and and I and like I had Robin, and I had like new characters or characters that were hinted only a few episodes ago that I didn't even realize were going to be bigger characters. Like, when I saw Talia al Ghul back in uh, Off Balance, I had no fucking clue she was going to be, like, Ra's al Ghul's daughter and this, who's the head of the, the Society of Shadows and all that shit. Like, it's fucking... It was amazing. By the way, they never mentioned Society of Shadows in this, did they? Um, I don't think so. They never. No, they never mentioned it by name, which I thought was kind of odd. Hmm. All right, well, great bad stuff, Steve. <laughs> Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week, not next month. Same Cool Bat time, same Cool Bat channel. What, what? Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of The Demon's Quest Part 1. 
or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Biases from Bat Ballard. And that's Biases from Bat Steve. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.